You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. In our most recent elections, public safety and homelessness, huge issues here in Seattle and in some other cities, Portland as well. That's what we're talking about today. Today, we're going to talk about why Portland has fewer cops now than at any point in the past 30 years, in spite of the fact their population has gone up by like 167,000 people but they've got the fewest number of cops. And if you follow Portland at all, as many people have throughout the United States, public safety has not gone well for Portland. They recently surpassed the one-year homicide record. They're up to 72 homicides with two months in the year left to go. And um, they don't have enough police to basically keep the streets safe. This is an ongoing issue. On top of this Oregonian Live article that I'm going to be reading, I've also got an email from a recently retired police officer that I refer to as Ronnie James Dio out of the Portland Police Bureau. And I'm going to read some insights that he sent me in addition to this article. So let's jump on in. But before we do, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies here in the Seattle, Washington area, and I read the news. From what some people might say, is a reasonable standpoint. All right, let's jump on in. Why Portland has fewer cops now than at any point in the past 30 years? 30 years. That puts me at, I just turned 53 last Sunday, puts me at 23. I was thinking about having a kid, getting going, and Seattle was just in that grunge scene. It's a long time ago. A lot has happened since then. And we have fewer cops in Portland now. That is not a good thing. The Portland Police Bureau currently deploys fewer sworn officers, 789. Keep that number in mind. That at any point in the past 30 years, according to the Bureau and an analysis of records by the Oregonian Oregon Live, even though the city added more than, okay, it's 165,000 new residents in the last 30 years. Why does Portland have fewer officers with more population? That whole drill. One big reason is that the city's growing struggle to hire new cops and retain the ones it has. Well, that is kind of a blinding glimpse of the obvious, but, you know, that's the real deal. Can't keep the ones they've got, can't hire new ones. What's that going to look like? Not good. Ten years ago, Oregon's largest city had nearly 1,000 working sworn officers, from those driving patrol all the way up to the chief. Everybody. Thousand. But that number stands today below 800. And this is, this is not unique to Portland. Seattle's in the same boat. Minneapolis scrambling to put in new uh, get new police officers. A lot of these cities that did the whole defund. Well, now they are refunding the police, and yet even though their budgets they are allocating for more police officers, they're going to have a really hard time finding them. And that's a lot large portion of what we're going to talk about today. So, but that number stands below 800 today. They had 1,000 working officers 10 years ago, and we're at below 800 today in part because city leaders have shrunk the number of authorized positions, but mostly because an unprecedented 127 sworn positions are vacant. Yeah, they are not occupied. Do not have butts to sit in those seats. So the Bureau's vacancy rate has climbed sharply in recent years, leaving Portland with just one working officer for every 827 residents. 
That's dramatically fewer cops per capita than the authorized national average, including some other mid-sized cities with comparable metro areas, according to analysis by the Oregonian Oregon Live. One of the metrics we talk a lot about is the homicide rate. Crimes have gone up in a lot of these cities and in cities that have not defunded the police. But in the ones that did defund the police and have had record low numbers of police officers, you've just got this perfect storm of crime. And the citizens of these cities are going, hey, yeah, longer 911 calls. We've basically just kind of given up on calling the police. And when they do come out, they say there's not much they can do for a lot of the crimes that as citizens, we used to be able to rely on the police to do their thing and maybe solve some of these crimes now and then. But the police here in Seattle and, and in Portland are so thin on numbers that they're literally reacting. And even the 911 operators, they're literally reacting to the worst of the crime in front of them and everything else. It gets kind of put to the bottom of the totem pole of priorities, and that leaves the cities kind of unsafe. Seattle, for example, staffs 29% more police officers. And that's not a good comparison because Seattle is shy on police officers as well. But to give a perspective, Seattle is 29% more with one, but Seattle does have a little bit more population, like 100,000 more people with one officer for every 643 residents. So that's, that's what you can figure out. Okay. One for 643. And in Portland, one for every 827. Denver deploys 74% more cops per capita than Portland with one for every 475 residents. So Portland leading the pack in fewest officers per capita. Portland leaders are now debating whether to increase the ranks of the police bureau and how to do it amid officer staffing, staffing shortages. Attempts at public safety reform and record numbers of shootings and homicides across the city. So they got to do it with all the staff leaving. And we've had that whole defund the police thing. And now here we are year and a half later. Oh, yeah. About that defundable, that's not working well. It's crazy, right? I mean, for those of us who are concerned about public safety, because it's kind of important, when we had the whole defund the police thing happen, became just that, you know, that quick, however many couple of months there where it was all the rage and everybody was so excited. Now, those on the extreme far left to defund the police or maybe even abolish the police. That was another thing that was thrown out there. When that was going on, the rest of us are just kind of sitting around cringing, going, ah, well, what are you going to do in place of that? You're going to defund or abolish the police and you're going to enact something else in place. Ah, no, we're just going to give this a run and see how it happens. So I I think a lot of folks were just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's not where we want to go with that. But people didn't really know what to do. It was such, uh, such a crazy time. And police officers during that time, they quit in record numbers. And now you're on the flip side, refund the police, and we're having a tough time getting them back in the door. Not surprising, right? Just not shocking at all. There is such a thing as too few officers, Mayor Ted Wheeler said last week during a press conference. I can objectively say we are critically short-staffed. Okay. All right. So Mayor Ted has been telling us that he's going to do something down in Portland for a long time. A lot of talk. Haven't seen much in the way of action. And at this point in time, 
I mean, I objectively read from so many different cities what's going on with their public safety and police officers and the defund movements. There are so many cities that are actively recruiting with big $25,000 bonuses. I I don't know how they're going to fulfill any positions. I don't know how they're going to bring any people in because there's a total shortage, you know, in general, You've got uh, Spokane Police Department, you know, hitting up uh, police officers in Austin with big billboards. I mean, legit, that's what's going on, and not just Austin. A number, I think they, uh, I think Spokane did a uh, a billboard in uh, Portland as well, um, and in Seattle. I mean, these guys are, and by these guys, I mean police departments across the U.S. They are basically just scavenging from each other, right? Mayor Wheeler, mayor of uh, Portland, said he is now pushing to immediately rehire 25 recently retired uh, Portland police officers and to add another 200 sworn officers to the bureau's ranks in the future. All right. Remember those numbers, 25 recently retired police officers and to add another 200 sworn police officers. We're going to see what Mr. Dio has to say about that. Um, and he's our recently retired police officer from Portland. But he concedes, Mayor Ted concedes that it would take years to achieve that it is, it, it's definitely going to be years because it's not like there is an enormous pool of experienced police officers out there to choose from. And the good ones, they're already hired somewhere, they're already working. And it takes a long time to go through the process of bringing these police officers in. I mean, it's not like, you know, other jobs where, oh, let's give them a couple of months of training, you know, a month of training and a month of on-the-job training, and then we'll just cut them free. It doesn't happen like that, right? I mean, um, but Mayor Ted concedes it would take years to achieve given the 18 to 24 months needed to hire and train an officer in Oregon. The Portland City Council authorized funding for 916 sworn officers in this year's budget, but one out of every eight positions was vacant as of October 21st. One out of eight. I mean, that's all you got to say, right? It's like, okay, yeah, not enough cops, right? Of the 789 who are on the force, only 352 are currently assigned to patrol the city's three police precincts which must staff three shifts a day, seven days a week. So keeping in mind, you know, these numbers up, upwards of 800, whatever it is, a bunch of those are not cops on the street, right? The department isn't all every single police officer running around in their car, you know, answering 911 calls. Although here in Seattle, we're, we've been on, I think, stage three calls or emergency three, whatever it is which is basically all hands on deck. We don't have enough cops. I don't know if that has been rescinded and it's been reduced because that was put in place because of the vaccine mandate that recently happened here in October in King County in Seattle. That, you know, some more police officers leave at a time where you, you've already got record low numbers. And so to mandate a vaccine has put even more pressure on an already depleted police department here in Seattle. I don't, I haven't seen that story in Portland, um, but Portland's got its own issues, right? The last time Portland had a smaller police authorized force was in 1993, 
when its sworn staff numbered 897, according to records reviewed by the Oregon Oregon Live. While the Bureau said it could not provide figures for working sworn officers prior to 2002, it said that that number likely never dipped below the current officer tally of 789. I can tell you that based on all the information we have that that uh, we believe the Bureau has fewer sworn members than there has been there for at least 30 years, said Sergeant Kevin Allen, Portland police spokesperson. He said it via email. Data shows the city's authorized police force fluctuated between 950 and 1,000 sworn officers a year between 2011 and 2020. And staff vacancies topped 60 only three times, during which time Portland's population grew by nearly 80,000 people. Then in mid-2020, all right, here we go, the city council cut the authorized force to just above 900. Since then, officers have started to leave the state's largest police force in droves, citing a lack of support from city leaders and the community at large, poor management within the bureau, and the criticism its members sustained during Portland's reckoning against racial injustice and police violence. So let's keep in mind, here in Seattle, it was the same thing too. Defund the police was in a lot of windows in Seattle. Same thing in Portland. You got a lot of folks that were not supportive of the police. And here we are. Now we're dealing with it, right? So viewed through a per capita lens, Portland has been de-policing or defunding. They've experienced that and been de-policing for quite a while now because the population has been rising. They've either kept the same or reduced numbers. It's just that the rate of decline has increased significantly in the last two years. And that is um, true for a lot of the police departments where uh, defund the police was a real thing. Some of the stuff in Seattle, it was just like, okay, if you want to defund the police and if you're in a community that's really excited about defunding the police, how about you just don't ever call 911? How about if you don't have the police come no matter what happens to your home? How about that? Because the f- people who want to support the police, they should be able to get those calls instead. You know, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like my mom always says, there are no atheists in foxholes. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of one of those statements. It's like, okay, it makes sense. But what it means is when you know what hits the fan, you're still going to call 911, right? It's so crazy. During the last summer, 2020, you had some, you know, protesters protesting on I-5 here in Seattle. They were doing a little dance. They had a little dance party going on Facebook. You know, a cop or a car came on the freeway, which is where cars belong, and and killed uh, one person. Just hit them. And first thing they do, call nine one one. Call nine one one. All right. So who are you gonna have come out? You're gonna have the police come out, right? Right. The people that you're protesting against on the freeway where you got killed. Wild stuff. I mean, it is no, it's no wonder to me that, you know, as many police officers quit as they did. I can't really blame them. It's just ridiculous. If Oregon's largest city wanted a police force whose size correlated with the average officer to resident ratio in the U.S., it would need to authorize funding for more than 800 additional cops. 800. 
said Henning, who tracks police staffing numbers nationwide. Where are you going to get 800 at this? That's an entire police force. Yeah, we need to double our size. That's crazy. Portland and other West Coast cities have historically had smaller police forces than the national average, Henning said. But Portland, which has had fewer violent crimes per capita compared to the average of large cities, but higher rates of property crime, has seen far sharper declines in the size of its force than other places. Because, I mean, it was a sport in the summer of 2020 to defund the police and um, just basically go on that that tirade of, oh, all police officers are bad. We need to get rid of them. Just oh. until the refund, the police movement came about and you had this rapid increase in crime. And then people were like, oh, maybe, you know what? Maybe that defund the police, maybe that whole narrative, maybe that just didn't, that's not where we need to be. Things aren't looking so safe. What do we do? I think we hire more cops. And that's what Mayor Ted is basically stating at this point, right? And so, so our, our mayor here in Seattle doing the same thing. Um, and, to, and I'm going to jump, jump super quick. Seattle City Council, here's an example of that. Our mayor is doing the same thing. Seattle City Council's Shama Sawant takes aim at mayor's plan for police new hire bonus. Now, our mayor is saying, I think it's $25,000 bonuses for a lateral, lateral hire for a police officer in Seattle because we're short on cops as well. Um, and that is to bring in cops that are already experienced, can boom, hit the streets running, up and going. Shama Sawant is basically saying, no, we, we still don't want to do that. There's no correlation to money spent. And, you know, this money could be spent in, in other capacities within the community. And uh, we're still going here. We're still going here. And yet the mayor is basically straight up, <laughs> we need some more cops. Cr crazy times, right? So a growing level of police vacancies is not exclusive to Portland, however. The city's current vacancy rate for its police bureau is 14%, which falls between Kansas City's 12% rate and Seattle's 15% rate. Uh, but it's well above vacancy rates in Denver and Sacramento. This is something we've never had before in American policing. It's really the first time we've seen these levels of departures. Not only that... But I think just in general, becoming a police officer has become a less and less desirable position within society over the last three decades, something like that. I, I just kind of feel that being a thing. I also, you know, being a member of the armed forces, we've we've shamed a lot of these positions and you can't. You can't undo that. It's got you've created a stigma for a lot of these positions. And a lot of it has to do with what's going on at the far left. They're, you know, they're not on board with policing. They're not on board with public safety in general, right? Just want to abolish everything and see where it goes, see where it takes us. To me, there is a direct correlation with the anti-police sentiment of the last year and a half. And levels of departures, um, a professor of police science said, John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York City said. So that sentiment, which reached a high point in the summer of 2020, may be changing in Portland and around the country, however. I think it is changing. And that and I've talked about the refund the police here quite extensively. The sentiment has changed. 
but the boots on the ground ability to hire more cops, that's not going to change because it's not like you've got a supply. It's, it's like the real estate market. You've got just massive supply of homes. You don't. Same way with, with available police officers. Anybody who's a cop has been able to pretty much cherry pick whatever position they want because they're in demand. You know, what are you going to get for me? How are you going to make my life better? And they can change, you know, they can go to communities that have lower cost of housing and maybe they're not making as much money, but they're getting a decent sized signing bonus and they're kind of writing their own ticket. Whereas, you know, even a few years ago, it used to be really hard to get onto the Seattle Police Department. Hard. I mean, you'd go through these rigorous, rigorous application processes and, you know, maybe you got on with a, a, another city, smaller city, didn't have as much action, and then you'd make a move into the Seattle Police Department. Now I understand people in communities that have defunded their police, police are getting on with like a Seattle or a Portland, and they're making the lateral move somewhere else after they get the experience. Crazy times. Recent local and national polls have shown a majority of voters support adding more police. And pro-police candidates for office in liberal cities such as New York and Seattle have decisively won recent elections. That, that, that message was loud and clear. Loud and clear. So when you've got somebody like Shama Sawant, our city council member, granted she is a socialist, sitting there saying, oh, we, we shouldn't be spending more money. We, we don't want to retire. We don't want to rehire more police. More police isn't necessarily better. There's no correlation to that in crime. And everybody else is going, mm-hmm, hmm, yeah. How can we get more police officers? <laughs> That's what the vast majority of folks are saying. To try and meet his short and long-term police hiring goals, Mayor Ted, Portland, Wheeler has proposed pouring money into the city's recruitment efforts, just like Mayor Jenny Durkin here in Seattle, and offering $25,000 signing bonuses to prospective Portland officers. So here's what they're doing. You know, the Portland City Council plans to review the mayor's police staffing proposals Wednesday, and will vote on them and a series of other items that are part of a $60 million fall spending package. Built back better in the police department? I don't know. Haberfield and Henning cautioned that raw numbers of officers do not alone determine whether a police department is sufficiently staffed. The number and types of reported crimes, volumes of call for service, and police response times must be factored in as well, they said. So there's a lot of different variables because obviously if you don't have the same crime levels as another city, you're not going to have the demand. You don't need as many police officers but what we're saying right now is cities like Portland and Seattle. Portland has more homicides this year than San Francisco. It's like, uh, and, and I think Portland's at 72 and Seattle is like at 40. Seattle is, I mean, we're damn near safe here relative to Portland. I mean, they've almost got twice as many. And that's with two months left in the year, essentially. You got November and December. So how many more homicides are going to happen in Portland? I don't know, but those guys are going, going crazy down there. Portland officials say the city continues to see record levels of emergency and non-emergency calls, as well as increased reports from residents that officers are taking too long to respond or not at all, prompting Wheeler to request a comprehensive review of police response times. 
do you even really need to do that? You just know. You already know what the deal is. It's not like the police are sitting around going, ah, Frank, can you answer that call? No, me neither. I'm going to go do something else. They just don't have enough bodies to go around, period. It's not that hard to figure out, right? So in the end, however, I'm still fairly confident that we would be significantly understaffed if these additional metrics were considered. Any which way, not enough cops in Portland. All right, so that's the bottom line. Here is, this is an email from a retired police officer in uh, Portland, and he is recently retired and has a lot of really good insightful information when he sends me, you know, a link to an article like this and, um, and then kind of go through it. I go through it and I ask him questions and um, I wanted to kind of share that with you because that's what we're doing here. Numbers gleaned from the story, the story I just read you, is that Portland Police Bureau is now authorized 916 after the defunding movement of 2020. That's what they're authorized. Portland Police Bureau has 789 sworn officers per the article, meaning 127 vacant positions. All right. Yep, we got that one. The exodus of seasoned veteran officers due to retirement and newer and mid-career officers leaving for suburban or even out-of-state agencies. So that's, you know, that that's the big exodus that has happened is you've got really experienced cops going, I don't want to be here. You guys aren't supporting me? Don't want to be here? I'm going to go somewhere where I'm supported. Um, I think the retirement numbers were around 80 and the rest were resignations for more supportive communities and agencies. So a large, there were some, you know, retirements in there and you could make the argument, well, maybe they retired faster because they just wanted to get the heck out and they were eligible. Maybe, but maybe they were all, you know, also there's a certain point in time at which you're just like, all right, this kind of coincides with what I was going to go out anyway. And, um, and so I'm going to retire. There's always that. I mean, that is, that's a thing as well, right? Got to be reasonable here. It's not like every retired officer, well, they quit because they were just pooped on by the citizens of Portland. Uh, No, that's not true. But a lot of them did, (laughs) did retire because of that, right? Or made a lateral move or whatever, just no longer on the Bureau. Another way to think about the retirements is if each retired officer had around 25 years on being they'd they'd worked for that long as a police officer. That's 2000 years of experience and knowledge of the city and community that walked out the door. 2000 years of experience that is no longer there that you can't replace with new hires because you don't have that experience. And that's the same in any job, right? You've got these experienced folks who bring a lot to the table. New hires, you can pay them less because they're not worth as much. The older folks that have, you know, paid their dues and they understand the community, they've done that call however many times they're working on, okay, this is how we handle this because I've been through this how many dozens of times. This is what we do here. This has worked in the past. You have new hires. They don't necessarily have that experience. So the retire rehire program was in existence for about four or five years in Portland before this individual retired in an attempt to retain personnel. However, it was eliminated in early 2020 
and some officers who were approved for the rehire program in 2020 were shut out. I bet Mayor Ted is wishing, I wish we could have kept those guys, those guys and or gals. Those dozen or so canceled rehired officers have already been picked up by other, other agencies. The mayor wants to restart the retire rehire program to boost patrol staffing to get officers that can hit the ground running. You need cops on the streets, period, right? He is seeking to rehire 25 retired or about to retire officers. They, uh, there were big retire groups of August 2020, January 2021, and August 2021. Those retired officers who wanted to continue police careers have already been picked up by other agencies. That's, I mean, we, we kind of, I mean, if you've been following this story, you're like, there's no cops out there to hire. What are you going to do? How are you going to do that? 200, you know, 25. All right. Maybe you can do that internally. You can work on that. The 200 new ones. Mm, okay. Good luck with that. So I think the new re retire rehire program may be geared for those who are about to retire. I'm sure there will be a few who will take up the retire rehire uh, officer who are chasing the money because you're getting some good extra bonus money, right? But many of those targeted for the re retire rehire program will be considering their options of suburban agencies that have a better supportive work environment. They're going to go somewhere else. And why wouldn't they? I think I'll stay here. This seems like a, you know, really, I mean, why wouldn't I stay here? No, that's not happening. And it hasn't been happening since, you know, summer of 2020 or spring of 2020. Also, some of those expected to retire are lieutenants and above who haven't worked patrol in over 10 years. So some of the ones that, that are going to be retained, they're not the folks that we're looking for exactly right now. Now, you need positions in, you know, all throughout the police force, just like you do any business. But the folks at the top, they got there by paying their dues. They've already been out on the street, right? So they're not necessarily going to be hitting the streets and boots uh, running. The previous retire rehire program was geared towards rehiring for police officer positions for up to a six-year term or a patrol sergeant for up to a two-year term. So if you were a lieutenant or above or detective or a criminalist and you wanted to be rehired, you'd have to go back to patrol as an officer. Not happening, right? Not happening. Hey, we'd like you to come back, but you're just going to have to deal with a little demotion, not a promotion, a demotion. Do you mind putting your you know, life in, at risk again and going out on the streets and doing that gig that you did for a long time and worked really hard to, you know, move up in the world. Uh, tough sell, right? Or a sergeant who has been hidden behind a desk for years would have to go back to patrol. Okay, that, I mean, I'm not much of a cop kind of guy. I don't really know, you know, the ins and outs. But to me, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like an easy sell. That sounds like a tough sell. And that's kind of what I'm understanding from for Mr. Dio's writing here. So recruiting and hiring officers has been a hard sell for the last decade or longer. People just aren't interested in a police career as much as compared to 20 or 30 years ago. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Um, just, I, it doesn't seem like, you know, there's the demand within our society to be a police officer. It seems like that has waned. So for the mayor to want to rehire, to, to want to hire 200 officers is wishful thinking at best. Even if communities want more police officers in 2021, 
where are the cities like Portland, Seattle, Oakland, Minneapolis going to find all of these new recruits they want to hire? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That is exactly what I've been thinking from a long time. It's great to go on the offensive and go through the refund the police deal. But there's a, you know, finite supply of police officers at any given point in time. They're not just sitting on the sidelines. Ah, hire me. No, they're working. They're already working in communities that appreciate their services and pay them well and are not, you know, on the front end of trying to defund the police. All right, am I going to have a job? If if you're going to do a 50% defund now, and I've only got a couple of years experience in this department, I'm going to get the boot. Before I get the boot, I'm going to go hot. I'm going to find another position elsewhere in a community that wants me there. I think that's what a lot of police officers have said. And they've made their plans, you know, known by the number of vacancies in communities like Seattle, Portland, Oakland, Minneapolis, a lot of the places that defund the police was that was a Red hot topic at one point in time. So these cities with their politicians, activists, and to an extent, the silent population have poisoned the well as a place to work. The silent population. Let's talk about that for a second. Silent population. All kinds of crazy stuff happened to cops and nobody said a thing. That's the silent population. The city just watched as crazy confrontations happened as you know, things went wildly out of control with the protests. Nobody said a thing. Population was mainly silent. They just either didn't want to get involved, thought that by speaking out, that's, that's not a good thing to do. This is not, this is not concurrent with what the sentiment is at the time, which was, it's a good idea to fund the police. That was just a split second of, uh, you know, in history of really, we're going to go there. Well, we did. And now we're trying to figure out how to work our way back out of it. All right. So even if Portland is able to hire 200 new officers in the next few years, the state basic academy may not have the capacity to offer enough academy classes to accommodate that amount of new officers. In other words, we're throwing out numbers that are probably not achievable by the basic mechanics of how you get police into the streets of these cities that need them. That's that's what we're saying. And that makes absolute sense because you can only you can only push the supply in any given industry that requires experience and training. You can only push that so hard. And then you're at a point where you're like, ah, sure wish we had some of those police officers that went to work in Spokane. You know what I mean? And so speaking of new officers and recruits, I'm just about at the end here. Um, Speaking of new officers and recruits, it was brought to my attention that the newer officers may not have had the best training in 2020 and 2021. So uh, Mr. Dio, uh, Officer Dio, uh, still has friends and I, I get some communication from them as well. And so he's, he's actively still connected. You know how you retire. I don't know how you retire, but people retire. I know people that have retired and they still have communication or maybe they switch jobs and go to a different industry. They still have communication with people. Um, that, that obviously happens in the police community as well. And so 
Uh, most were placed on protest lines to so talking about the new police officers, the newest officers may not have had the best training in 2020 and 2021. Most were placed on protest lines to supplement the rapid response team, the RRT, before it was disbanded. Oh, that was a genius move, wasn't it? And without the rapid response team, it was up to the precincts to come up with enough bodies to fill a mobile field force, the MFF. Add to that, the new officers were just taking priority calls, which is great experience in responding to hot calls. However, they may lack experience in responding and working through the cold calls, which are the property calls and everything um, that one needs to do on those mundane calls. Other than the, all right, somebody's getting hurt, somebody, you know, something really bad has happened. All those other calls, the police officers, they haven't, and in Seattle, they haven't as haven't either haven't had the numbers of police officers in the street to be able to focus on those calls. So they're literally just going working through the hot calls. So some things that needed to be done fell through the cracks and weren't caught because a lot of the street sergeants are relatively new as a supervisor. Also, police are doing the best they can. I mean, I honestly believe that. I, I believe the vast majority of police officers do the best they can. Are there a few that have had their actions just honed in on focused on? Yes, absolutely. Are they the exception? I believe they are. Um, but, but whether I believe that or not doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is, is you don't have enough cops in these, in these cities that went down the road of, ah, defunding the police. This is a genius idea. Idea. So, well, what are we going to do once we defund them? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, you know, well, some community involvement, some community investment, and get some social workers in there. I'm sure it'll work out. It'll be good. It'll be good until it's not, right? So those were perspectives of a recently retired police officer. And I, I that makes, makes you know, total sense to me because public safety is a business like anything else. And Right now on the supplied side of, <laughs> of officers, we are just a scooch short. And people wonder, why isn't anybody responding to my call? There you go. We just did an entire podcast on that. So this is not, this is not, this is not a new story, but looking at the numbers, it's going to take a long time for these communities to work their way back around. Easy to have police officers leave. All you got to do is just basically crap on them and they will leave as in any industry. If you were working in an industry where people basically just shamed you and told you you were, you know, the worst of the worst. I sat there and listened to that for I don't know how many hours at these protests. You'd have people come up and just scream at the faces of cops. And you're like, what? You are a lunatic. What, what message do you have here? And they, of course, thought that their message was just, you know, genius. And it was their moment in the spotlight. And it was until, you know, now. And, and then we're like, hmm, what are we going to do? Just going to have to work our way through it. And so factors like the homicide rate of Portland, you're at 72 now. What's that going to be? Is that going to be at... 85 by the time 2021 is done? Maybe. Maybe. Or other crimes, you know, those have increased too. And not to say that all of this is happening by any means because we defunded the police. A lot of other 
I think socioeconomic factors that have gone into this where you've got rising crime. But the fact that you don't have enough police officers to handle the crime, that does not help things out. That is, oh, that's, I mean, it, 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 I mean, even a real estate guy understands that, right? I mean, this is, this is not, this is not tough, tough stuff to kind of figure out. You're like, all right, not enough cops. If you're a criminal and you're just running around doing your thing, you're going to think you got a free kind of hall pass because essentially you do. How many of these homicides have been solved? I mean, they kind of know roughly who's doing stuff, but man, you don't see a lot of arrests, do you? Because there's not enough resources to go around. And that's just talking about homicides. How about all the other crime that's going on? I talk often about, and uh, you know, folks around me know that I follow some of these channels, YouTube channels that are focusing on the prostitution in on Aurora Avenue North in Seattle. How many channels are there that are just exclusive to driving by and looking and seeing the number of girls that are openly, you know, uh, soliciting their services on the sidewalk in the middle of the day? It's bright out. I mean, it's not like we're doing this at, at nighttime and we're under the cover of darkness. And sometimes they are literally running around in their underwear on the streets. I mean, just there's videos of that. So if you want to see that and you want to see kind of what's the ex an example of community or city that, you know, can only the bandwidth to respond to issues is only so much. That's a pretty good indication. You know, police are doing what they can. But, um, you know, and as we read here, some of the experience of the more recent police officers that have been hired, they're only working with, you know, the priority calls, and they're not working with some of this other stuff. And if you've got sex for sale, and nobody's getting like, physically maimed and or hurt in the process, probably going to let a lot of that pass, probably going to let a lot of the crime happen, property crime, that kind of stuff until you can get more police in there. And, you know, it's an ongoing process. So how long are these communities going to be down the number of cops that they are right now? I think it's going to be for a while because you can't make them up magically. You can't just all of a sudden, hey, we found we found a bushel of police officers and we're going to hire them. It doesn't work like that, does it? No. So we're probably going to be dealing with this scenario in cities that defunded their police or in cities that didn't where crime has risen. We're going to be dealing this with this for a while. And this is going to be an ongoing theme. And it's going to be another huge issue, the midterm elections, right? Because we've got a, I can't believe I'm saying this, but here in Seattle, we've got a Republican city attorney. Good Lord, what is going on? How did that happen? There you go. <laughs> you know, here's your clue. So funny. I mean, this is not hard things to see if you're a reasonable person, but so much of what has gone on in like a Portland or Seattle by the far left or even the left hasn't really been all that reasonable. Here you go. Here's where you sit. I will be covering this topic for a long time. So tune back in. Thanks so much for being part of the uh, Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I've got a couple of other angles that I'm going to do on Portland, um, but I've been kind of so overwhelmed with stories from Portland that I just couldn't pick a point. And then when Mr. Dio sent this uh, this storyline through and um, a really nice letter accompanying an email letter, just giving his input, I thought, you know, I just got to do that because that this all makes sense. So thank you, Mr. Dio. Um, Retired officer Dio. That's it for me on this one. We'll catch up soon. Until then, stay safe.
stay safe. And we'll talk again. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.